Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 6 of Buffalo Bill and the Overland Trail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Charm, 1973. Buffalo Bill and the Overland Trail by Edwin L. Sabin. Chapter 6. Davy has an adventure. At least a thousand cattle were spread out, grazing in the grassy bottom. Much of the grass was still green. Some patches had been cured by the sun, and the broad expanse under the blue sky, with the shadows of the cattle now clearly cast by the setting sun, made a pleasant picture. On the edges of the grazing herd were the herders, sitting their horses or mules. The canvas top of the mess wagon shone white beyond the herd. Down the hill into the valley and up the opposite hill, out of the valley were toiling slowly two immigrant trains of wagons and people following the overland trail into the farther west we'll go over to the mess wagon and i'll introduce you then i'll skip back said billy stand in with the cook do what the boss tells you mind your own business and you'll get along fine don't be fresh that's all davy resolved that he would remember he wanted to be a success. On their mounts they galloped across the turfy bottom, and rounding the herd arrived at the mess wagon. Smoke was already rising from the cook's fire, and the cook himself was moving about from wagon to fire and fussing with his row of black kettles set beside the fire or atop the coals. The fire had been made in a long, shallow trench. The pots had covers on them, their steam smelled good. The cook merely glanced up as the two boys approached, halting and dismounting nimbly. Billy hailed him. Hello, Sam. The cook now paused and gazed. He was a short, pudgy man with a big, bristling mustache and a broken nose. He wore a wide-brimmed hat and a flour sack apron and boots. Odd enough he looked, cooking at the fire. Hello, Billy. What's the matter? Nothing much, Sam. This is Dave Scott, a friend of mine. He's going on herd. Dave, shake hands with Sam Bean, the best cook on the plains. Davy advanced and shook hands with Sam. Shucks, mused Sam, surveying Dave. 
another kid, is it, who sent him out, the old man? Yes, Mr. Majors. Mr. Russell, too. Well, said Sam, proceeding with his cooking, I hope he's a better kid than that other one we've had. That lad was no good. All he thought of was eating and sleeping. Davy'll make good, all right, assured Billy, loyally. I'll back him up on that. He came in with us in Lou Simpson's train. He's the kid who left his shirt to the buffalo? queried Sam. You bet, answered Billy. Huh, grunted Sam. Now surveying Davy with new interest and a little respect. Where's the boss? asked Billy. Coming, said Sam with a jerk of his head. A horseman was galloping in from the herd, but part way he whirled and went back again. That's Hank Bassett, isn't it? asked Billy, keen-eyed. He's a good one, Dave. He'll treat you right if you don't get fresh. Well, I reckon I'll light out. I'll leave you with Sam. See you later. He shook hands with Dave and climbed on his pony. Where you bound, Billy? queried Sam. Going out again Thursday with Buck Boomer to Laramie. Good luck. Same to you, replied Billy, and rode away. Looking back once, he waved his hand. Sam and Dave waved answer. Might as well unpack your mule and lay out your bedding, advised Sam gruffly to Dave. Wouldn't unsaddle yet, though. Wait till the boss comes in. Tie your mule to a wagon wheel. Davy promptly set about it. He unpacked his bedding and tied his mule. If you're not too busy, quoth Sam sarcastically, you might fetch me in some more buffalo chips, if you can find them. There ought to be some out ways if those blamed immigrants ain't cleaned them up. It's a wonder to me how far they'll go looking for fuel. Here, take a sack. And he tossed an old gunny sack at Davy. Just pile em on it. Don't stop to stuff em inside. Davy alertly seized the sacking and started out. He knew what buffalo chips were. The dried droppings of the buffalo that used to roam by thousands through the valley. They had been driven out of it, largely by the traffic, but they had left their wallows and their chips. The chips had been well gleaned for other cooks, and he must wander some distance from the wagon before he found enough to pay for the picking up. However, in due time he returned with all that the sack could hold. The buffalo chips made a fine fire with little smoke and much heat, and they were easy and cheap. Everybody used them in traveling across the plains. Sam grunted, whether pleased or not, as Davy dumped the load by the fire. Now fetch me some water from the creek, will you? bade Sam. There's a bucket. The creek was a side branch of the salt creek, and both streams were running low. But Davy managed to dip the bucket almost full of water. He brought it back. Sam grunted what might have been a thanks or not. There comes the boss, he said. The man on the white horse was galloping in again. Presently, he dismounted at the fire. He was a tall man with scraggly beard, gray eyes, and very tanned skin. He wore slouch hat, blue flannel shirt, jeans, trousers, and boots. He glanced keenly at Dave. 
Here's another kid for you to break in, Hank, informed the cook shortly. How'd you get here? demanded Hank of Dave. Billy Cody fetched him out, said the cook over his shoulder from the wagon. Who sent him? Mr. Russell and Mr. Majors told me to come out and help herd, answered Davy, speaking for himself. Did you ever herd before? No, sir, except with an immigrant train. I herded horses and cattle there some. Have you crossed the plains? Just part way. He's the kid the Injuns had when they corralled Simpson and Woods and Little Billy. Out near Cedar Bluffs last summer, reported Sam, the cook. Billy says he's all right. Well, he's a different color, anyhow, remarked Hank, referring to Davy's red head. How old are you? Ten, going on eleven, replied Davy. What's your name? David Scott. Billy and the others call me Red. Got any folks? No, sir. Engines wiped them out, informed Sam the cook. Remember? Hank nodded. Yes, all right, he continued, in tone more kindly to Dave. You can help the cook tonight. In the morning, you can go on herd and see if you can hold the job. That red thatch ought to give you plenty of spunk, anyhow. Yes, sir, said Davy, encouraged. Two herders came in for supper, leaving one on guard over the herd. They were rough-appearing men, and Davy and his red head had to take considerable banter and joking. He stood that well. He tried not to be fresh or impertinent, and when he didn't know what he ought to say, he said nothing and only grinned. After a while, the men seemed to accept him as a pretty good kind of boy. The fact that Billy Cody had vouched for him was a great help. That night, Davy slept on the ground again, as he had slept when with the wagon trains, rolled in his quilts, his saddle for a pillow. Breakfast was called before sunrise, and after breakfast, he went out on herd. You'll be eight hours on and four off instructed Hank, except when you ride in for meals. Tend to business and don't